Today, I'm gonna to discuss 12 triggers or causes of your inflammation. Been in practice for 30 years, so I had a, the opportunity to see a very wide range of different cases and different causes and some things that you're not gonna find if you actually Google them. Let's start off with number one. If you have any inflammation on the right side of your body, okay, I don't care if it's fibromyalgia or shoulder pain or a headache on the right side or anything down in the lower part of your body as well, suspect something related to the gallbladder. And it could be just the bile ducts themselves being congested with what's called bile sludge, which a lot of people don't even know about that. They, they think automatically you have to have a gallstone but not necessarily. There could be some sludge, which is really the stage before a gallstone develops. You start having this super concentrated amount of cholesterol um, because there's not enough bile salts. And so it becomes thickened and it starts to plug up those little ducts. And oh my goodness, does that create a lot of tension and pressure underneath your right rib cage that can then trigger a nerve that goes up to your neck and cause referred pain anywhere up here on their trap and your back part that comes down your arm, think something related to the gallbladder or the bile ducts. There's a couple quick ways to know if you have that. Just start massaging underneath your right rib cage about an inch down, about an inch off the midline to the right. Start pressing in the area. It's usually gonna be congested. You hold the pressure for maybe a minute or two and see if that pain doesn't just go away. Another good remedy for that would be something called Tudka, which is a type of bile salt that you would take on an empty stomach. I would take two in the morning, two in the afternoon. And if it's really bad, you might even need some uh, other types of bile salt uh, right after the meal. That will thin the bile, okay, allow things to pass through easily, and you should feel relief on your right side. And ultimately, you need to change your diet, which I'm going to get to at the end of this video. So believe it or not, that is a really common reason why people have pain on the right side and sometimes on the left side too because it can also block the ducts that go into the pancreas and refer pain to the left shoulder as well. Number two, a vitamin D deficiency. When you're deficient in D, uh, most likely you're gonna have low back pain, but it could be any type of pain anywhere in the body. And a simple remedy is to increase the amount of vitamin D3 up to 50,000 IUs every day. So many people are deficient in vitamin D and they don't know it's that. They think they're getting enough sun. You have to get a lot of sun and expose a lot of your body to the sun to be able to get your vitamin D. And people don't do that. And they also don't realize that it's very difficult to get enough vitamin D from the diet. All right, the next reason is because they've been through some stress shock situation. And I'm talking about a severe loss of something it can also be a chronic stress as well, mental stress. But the point is that stress activates cortisol and it can shock the immune system um, if it's a sudden thing or if it's a chronic thing to the point where your immune system is not working anymore. And so stress and the hormone cortisol that actually is uh, related to stress, not only are you losing the defense of your immune system, but you're also losing the anti-inflammatory effect. Cortisol normally gets rid of inflammation. So if you had a lot of stress, maybe you might think, wow, I'm getting more cortisol, so I'm getting more anti-inflammatories, but that's not what happens. You start developing cortisol resistance, and now cortisol doesn't work. It's very similar to insulin resistance, where you have too much insulin, but you have insulin resistance, so it doesn't work. So 
a lot of the bad effects of insulin resistance is a deficiency of insulin. A lot of the bad effects from uh, cortisol resistance is a cortisol deficiency. And this is why so many people with pain take prednisone or some cortisone shot or some type of skin cream that involves cortisone. So one good remedy for that is to help yourself in any way you can with the stress and start walking and doing exercise as well as taking higher amounts of vitamin D. It just so happens that vitamin D3 works similar to cortisol in the body, but without the side effects of the cortisol. And there's one little aspect about this that I want to mention too. Uh, people could have had a virus in the past, like Epstein-Barr virus, for example, or a herpes virus that goes into a latent stage where it resides in a dormant area. And then stress can bring out that virus into remission and create inflammation. And usually along with that, you'll have chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia. So that is all caused initially from some type of stress event, in which case you need to deal with the stress and also take the vitamin D3. All right, the next is certain ingredients in restaurant foods. And you might not suspect this because maybe you go out to dinner quite frequently, but you don't know what you're getting when you're going to a restaurant. Uh, many of the restaurants, especially the fast food restaurants, are serving uh, deep fried things in oil that have been reused over and over and over for weeks, if not months. So you're getting something that is fried in some corn oil or soy oil or other oils that is probably going to uh, be left on the food in some way and it's going to irritate your body, especially your digestive system. There's other foods like MSG, uh, like maltodextrin, preservatives, chemicals, low-quality foods that um, could be affecting you digestion-wise. So if you have any type of inflammation, it might be a good idea for you to make your own food so you know what's in it and you can control it better. But uh, a lot of those um, oils could be also trans fats or hydrogenated oils or omega-6 oils, which are the soy, corn, canola, cottonseed oil. All of that can be inflammatory. The next thing is the three big things that I think are in most people's diet. In fact, if you don't believe me, just go through a, a grocery store and start counting up how many of these ingredients are in so many foods, okay? Um, and we're talking about sugar, we're talking about grains, and we're talking about the gluten in the grain. And then we're also talking about seed oils, which I've already mentioned in restaurant foods, they're in grocery store foods. In fact, if you just go look at the inside of that grocery store, there's roughly about 83% uh, of all those calories, okay, in the entire grocery store as defined as ultra processed foods. And some are more of the starches, the potatoes, the crackers, the corn, uh, chips, and things like that, but deep fried with those seed oils. But on the flip side, you also have these so-called healthy keto snacks that can irritate and cause inflammation too. Uh, a lot of them have um, sugar alcohols that can create bloating and irritation to your gut. A lot of them have these new functional fibers, uh, soluble corn fibers, soluble tapioca fibers. These are synthetic fibers that can irritate your gut. They haven't been around for a long time, and I know they bloat a lot of people. So just because something has this word keto on it doesn't make it a super healthy thing. And it could be the reason why you have inflammation. All right, and something else that can actually cause inflammation is visceral fat. So the more you do uh, what I'm gonna recommend, uh, coming up very shortly, uh, the less your fat you're gonna have on your liver. In fact, there's a way that you can get rid of 50% of the fat 
just with this certain thing I'm going to tell you. So stay tuned for that. High iron is another cause of inflammation. If you have a genetic problem where you tend to hold iron, you can't get rid of iron and you're doing a lot of red meat or iron supplements or other foods high in iron like liver, that can create a lot of pain and problem with your liver. It's rare, but it can happen. But for most people, red meat is totally fine as long as it's like grass-fed. And then we have alcohol, not just as hard liquor, but you have wine, beer, and other types of mixed drinks. You have food allergies, okay? Um, you have uh, dairy, gluten, you have uh, allergies to peanuts, but you also have food intolerances like lactose, milk sugar. Another one is frequent eating. And so if you eat uh, very frequently, you're gonna get a lot of bloating and that's gonna create a lot of distension and it's gonna create stress on your digestive system. Most inflammation problems come from food and not just food, but the frequency of food. So if you're snacking a lot, not good for inflammation. And this is why intermittent fasting is a potent way to decrease inflammation as well. And lastly, you may have a problem with just um, vegetables or things in vegetables like oxalates or lectins or things like that. So if you have gut inflammation, okay, uh, you need to um, try something new. You need to try just cutting out all plants and of course the beans and legumes as well. Um, get rid of the salads for maybe a month and just have more meats and eggs and fish. And you may find that a lot of your inflammation goes away, especially if it stems from the digestive system. So number one, you go on healthy keto. Number two, you do intermittent fasting. Number three, you add more vitamin D3. And number four, if you have gut inflammation, take glutamine, but you can also get glutamine from red meat and cabbage, okay? Those are two real special things that are loaded with glutamine that actually help fix the leaky gut, which is responsible for a lot of inflammation. So there you have it, the 12 triggers or causes of inflammation.